want to improve your English listening skills with weekly interesting conversations, well, welcome to the Teachify English podcast from Sevilla to the world. Let's go. Hello, good evening. Hello, everybody. It's Mickey. How are you? Ah, Mickey's back. I am, and I'm excited to be here as always, Lewis. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. We're actually recording this podcast on a rainy day. I know. It feels like feels like we're in England almost. It does. It's like we're being transported back home. I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of the the rainy weather, but I know that you are, Lewis. You see, I don't like rain all the time. Obviously, I'd like it to be sunny pretty much every day. But maybe once a week, once every ten days, I like to see it rain. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's because of the degrees, isn't it? When it gets up to like forty degrees, you suffer a lot. But when it's if it were like hot, thirty degrees, sunny skies all day, every day, would you prefer that, or would you still like a little bit of rain? I still like a little bit of rain. You know,、mm. maybe I'm thinking about the bigger picture and、um, the farms and agriculture, and <laughs> you know, we need rain. <laughs> we can't have、oh. a drought. A、oh. drought. A、um, little bit of vocabulary whilst we're on this topic. A drought, Mickey. What is a drought? A drought is when it doesn't rain for a long time and the、uh, the crops can't grow and there's a lot of dryness. Excellent. And what about kind of the opposite when it rains too much all at once? Yeah, then you have floods, which is an interesting pronunciation.、Uh, this word is a difficult word. It's the same as what you have inside your body, the liquid, the red liquid that keeps us alive and runs around inside. It's the same pronunciation, which is blood for、mm. your body and flood for when it rains a lot. Awesome! And flood is a verb or a noun? Both. <laughs> Lewis is looking at me like you should know this, Mickey. Yeah, sorry, I had to think, people. It is both. Exactly. So I've been looking and、uh, seeing in the news that it has been flooding in Ireland. There is a flood. Very good. I like it. Good. And a couple of other verbs.、Um, if it's raining, you go outside.、Um, obviously, you should have an umbrella.、Ooh. But if not, you're gonna get wet. And what about Mickey? If you get very, 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 very wet. Ah, you get soaked. Soaking wet. Exactly. Anyway, now you've been listening to us speaking about the rain, which we obviously missed it so much. <laughs>、um, For this podcast, we're going to be speaking about another couple of、uh, business case studies. But before we get into those,、um, Mickey, what have you learned recently? Well, Lewis, you know I try to learn things as much as possible, whether it's something complicated or something simple. And this week, actually today, I learnt how to string a guitar. Uh huh. Do you want to explain what to string a guitar means? Because that might be a little bit complicated. It is. It's complicated for me too because I'm not a musician. But you could say that well, a guitar has five six. strings, six strings. You see, I'm showing my lack of knowledge right now. And if you have a string or six strings noun, then we could also use the verb to string, which. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would mean to put the strings in the right place. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's basically to replace the strings because some of my strings broke, so I had to restring the guitar and put some new strings on it.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, have you played any songs since you strung your guitar? <laughs> oh, since you strung your guitar, love it.、Um, 
Well, when I say I learned how to do it, I partly lied because I actually broke one of the strings. Ooh. So I haven't learned, but, I'm, but I am learning. That's good. That's the important thing. You're learning. So um, our first case study is about one of the best known Spanish companies. And it is, ding, 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 Mercadona. Mercadona, Mercadona. We love Mercadona. Um, do you? I do, yeah. I think it's a very good store. I think uh, compared to other stores in Spain, like supermarkets, it's definitely up there as being one of the, the best, in my opinion. What about you? Well, yeah, to be honest, I don't have a Mercadona near to my house, whereas I do have a Super Sol, a Dia, a Mas, a Carrefour, mm. when in reality, all of them are maybe more expensive and worse than Mercadona. Yeah, I think uh, I think Carrefour, for example, have done very well in opening up uh, small locations in the city centre, which is very close to everyone, which has stopped people having to go a little bit further to the bigger supermarkets. But again, uh, because of the, the 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 convenience of having them so close, you you pay extra for that. Exactly, and this is an interesting thing you have brought up, phrasal verb. You have brought it up, you have introduced this in the conversation. Because in the last couple of years in Seville, um, little Carrefour Expresses have been popping yeah. up all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they, it's, I think it uh, must be part of their business model, but it's a, it's a good idea because, you know, I think they have two things that they do very well. Uh, one of them is uh, they're, they're, there's usually one very close by. And the second thing is they're open festivos or pub public holidays. Sorry, guys public holidays uh, and even on Sundays they're open till 9 or 10 so you know they're, they're, they're available for people. It's a very kind of aggressive strategy to yeah. make sure that they are kind of offering everything a possible customer could want. I think uh, my, my, my worst one, the one I dislike, is probably Dia. How come? I think the name is appropriate to what happens when you go and shop at Dia. Mm -hmm. is you spend all day in the queue waiting oh, to oh. pay. <laughs> oh, no. hey. You spend all day there. <laughs> um, but genuinely, um, why do you think you spend all day at Dia? I think, I think, uh, the, I don't know, there's something about Dia. Every time I seem to go there, I seem to spend a lot of time in the queue. It's not very efficient. The payment process seems to take a long time. Uh, and as you know, I have very little patience, so I sometimes walk in, I look, and I go, eh, and I walk back out. <laughs> That's an interesting thing about Spanish supermarkets, or at least small Spanish supermarkets, because none of them really have these kind of cashier machines. Like the self-checkouts? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or at least very few supermarkets have self-checkouts. Yeah. Well, I think if you compare it, I mean, it's changing the sector, but if you compare it to Decathlon, have you have you been to the Catalan, the payment system? Yeah, I went recently and it was it was madness. It it's was crazy. It's incredible. Like uh, I still don't understand how it works, but you literally just drop the item in the basket, and it knows exactly what it is. It, you don't need any assistance. You pay and you're out. And it's I don't know if they could introduce that to supermarkets, mind you, because of the amount of uh, products. I don't know. But it's, it's definitely a very forward thinking from Decathlon. Mm -hmm. And um, why do you think um, a lot of supermarkets seem reluctant to have these self-checkout machines? Oh, do you want my honest opinion? Yeah, why not? I think, um, I think people can't be trusted 
Okay. I find something I find very interesting in Spain if we're comparing to other countries or specifically England because we're you know I grew up there is I've never seen a supermarket that has to put its deodorant cans or aftershaves or you know certain products in a metal case or in a plastic case with uh, security tags so nobody can steal them or if they do they were they will find them basically and I just think it shows a massive lack of trust in their own people which is why um, this payment system is like this mm-hmm. yeah no, it's a good theory because it is unusual another possible theory is that uh, people are worried about robots taking over their jobs and if there are more self-checkout machines then uh, there will be less cashiers yeah yeah maybe but then there will be more assistance maybe or they'll be able to focus on other areas of the business i don't know i think yeah, it could be a mixture of everything really basically um dia Mass, if you're listening to us um, right now, please improve the situation. <laughs> we don't want to be queuing up in your supermarket for an hour. Yeah. Or all dear. <laughs> but I do have something positive to say about dear. Go on. And they have pastel de nata, the Portuguese pastel de nata. They're not the best, but they're, they're a good six out of ten, so they're worth having. And they've got like a little bakery section, which is actually quite nice. So hats off for that. Yeah, hats off. Well done, yeah. dear. Um, before we move on to our next case study and our next kind of industry, a couple of facts. Um, did you know that Mercaona was set up in 1977? 90, wow. No, I didn't know that. It's, yeah, it's a long time ago. Exactly. It's been around for a while. And did you know that Mercaona has a 25% market share in really? Spain? So... They are the owners, let's say, of a quarter of all kind of supermarkets in Spain. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. It's uh, very good. I mean, I'm assuming they're the leaders in their their market. I mean, they always seem to present themselves well. The impression's always very clean and very good. I think also with the pandemic, they they did very well at managing and keeping the shelves uh, stocked with uh, products for everybody that needed them. They employed more people. And I think also the working conditions are meant to be quite good in Mercadona. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I've seen mm. a few articles where they were saying that uh, Mercadona was uh, publishing the fact that they are going to be hiring another mm. 25,000 people, let's say. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Anyway, let's move on to our next sector. And it's one that you are particularly passionate about. Oh, go on. What could it be? Huh? Huh? Oh, I know what it is. It's about cars. Kind it's about of. cars, and it's kind of about Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I am. I do. I like both. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hitler. <laughs> this is, of course, a joke. Um, we have a terrible sense of humour, but um, <laughs> Adolf Hitler and um, cars and uh, Germany. Um, what am I talking about? How are they related? You're talking about the Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Volkswagen, yeah, it's uh, enormous, if not one of the biggest car brands uh, in the world. And uh, Volkswagen uh, is the owner of so many separate car brands or car makes. Yeah. Um, could you give me a couple of examples? Yeah, I can tell you because I used to work for Audi. Uh, when I started working there, I realized that a lot of the parts that we used to repair uh, were stamped with the Volkswagen logo. Uh, so I know that they own Audi. 
I know that they own Porsche as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which other ones? There's a few more. Also, uh, Seat. Um, That's right. Yeah, because the chassis, Bastidor, the uh-huh. chassis is the same on Seats uh, as it is to Audi A1s, A3s, and Volkswagen Golfs. Yeah. And another one, uh, Skoda and uh, Bugatti as well. Ah, uh, Bugatti. Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah, they've kind of taken over a lot of the market share as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a good car. They're reliable. They, they feign themselves on their reliability, um, which is not, I mean, from my experience, it's not always the case. I think it's more the marketing of the car that makes it come across like it's, you know, bomb-proof and it will never break. But in actual fact, there are other models. For example, Toyota, in my opinion, is uh, a bit better if you okay. want reliability. So you're more into a Japanese car manufacturer rather than a German one? I think uh, German more for style, but I would go for reliability, more Toyota Japanese. Interesting. And uh, whilst I've been giving you some facts, I'm, oh, I'm educating you, I'm teaching you so much. Did you know that Volkswagen cars account for one out of every 10 cars that are bought worldwide? Wow, it's fantastic. It's amazing. <sighs> they're, t- they're taking over, they're dominating. Mm. And... Of course, with reliability... It's probably not the best best thing to say, talking about Volkswagen, Hitler, and then saying that they're dominating, (laughs) they're taking over. (laughs) Um, All of this is in the best of humour, of course. And you mentioned Toyota, um, really reliable. Um, If you could have any car in the world, which car would you have? Uh, it depends what it's for, though. Um, I would, if I could have any car in the world now, I would have a classic Mini Cooper S, John Cooper Works, because it's my favourite car. Mm. A nightmare in terms of reliability, but it's uh, it's a hobby car. It's one of those cars that you have and you have to spend time repairing it every two or three weeks. But I like that. If I wanted a reliable car, one that I didn't really care about too much, that's inexpensive, that is cheap, I'd maybe go for a Toyota... Corolla. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's not the most attractive looking car, but the engines are good and they're good uh, with fuel. They're very fuel efficient. Maybe a Toyota, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, related to the business and how they manage their different car brands and things like this, um, what do you think the marketing campaigns and styles would be for different car brands? So obviously... Volkswagen is a huge company. Mm. How does it differ its kind of marketing campaigns for Volkswagen, for Skoda, for Bugatti, for Porsche? Yeah, I think I think there's two things. I think firstly for like cars, big cars or supercars like Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, we never see advertisements for them. And I think that is because if you have enough money to buy one of those cars, you don't need to be convinced to buy them. You go to the supermarket, or the, not the supermarket, unless dear, if you want to stock some Ferraris, <laughs> let us know. Um, but yeah, you would go to the, the dealership and you uh-huh. would just buy it. But I think uh, with the other cars, they play a lot with reliability. Safety is a massive key factor in cars, the safety of it. Um, and then I also think, I remember once there was an advert with Toyota Prius, or I can't remember which car it was, Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in America, and the a girl actually sued the company because the advert portrayed the car being um, a bit autonomous, so it could basically drive itself. And there was a video where the the guy kind of turns back in his seat, he lets go of the steering wheel, and he says it almost drives itself. Uh-huh. 
So somebody tried to do this and obviously the car did not drive itself and they crashed the car. And then they sued the company because uh, it was false advertising, basically. Or stupidity. It depends how you want to look at it. Exactly. It could be both. <laughs> and you've touched on, you've mentioned uh, some controversy. And there's also a very controversial thing that happened to Volkswagen just a few years ago when they were trying to be portrayed as an eco-friendly, green, environmentally friendly company, when in fact they were changing some of the software mm. so that the amount of car emissions were much lower than in reality they were. Yeah, this is uh, something a lot of car, car dealerships have to fight against, especially now that everybody's a bit more aware that we need to look after the environment. And yeah, they lied basically about the emissions that the car were emitting um, for years, which is, is terrible. It's actually it's really bad. So it's kind of stained their brand. Yeah, it's ruined their reputation. Yeah. So I think we've come to a natural end to this podcast. Um, it's been really interesting. Uh, what have we spoken about? Um, Mickey's learned how to string a guitar. Or not string a guitar. Or he's in the, pro in the process of learning. Uh, it's raining. And, uh, well, we've spoken about supermarkets, Mercadona, car manufacturing, and Volkswagen. Thank you. Thank you very so much. So much for listening. Cheers, guys. And bye-bye. See you later. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a review. Follow us on social media and most importantly, teachify your life.